Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Uh, Don Maeda here with Chase Curtis in the SML headquarters and joined remotely via magic computer stuff <laughs> by uh, Michael Antonovich and Alex Ray. Uh, Anton's at home. And uh, A. Ray, are you at home in Tennessee? Yeah, I'm back at home in Tennessee. Uh, drove here this morning, but uh, yeah, back in, back at the hometown. Let's see the uh, wounded uh, hand. Oh, well, it's just... I don't know. I got it all blurred out or whatever, but <laughs> hold on. So just two tape know. My fingers. fingers like all crooked and, and everything. I got it kind of taped up. It's swollen. It's bruised. But yeah, it sucks. Um, it happened in the first time qualifying practice. I uh, didn't even crash. Uh, I guess whenever you go across the start, say like you do like a normal lap, um, you go like single over table, and then we were going three two, and uh, OJ the single over table just a little bit, not much, and I went to three, but I, I don't know if my like my foot pegs drug or I didn't give it enough gas. What happened? But it, like it threw me like I landed short, but I was a bit like nose down, and uh, I cased the jump with my front wheel, wrist <laughs> sort of buckled, and I guess my finger hit the clutch lever and it broke it pretty good. Wow. I, I can see, did, did I send you a picture of the x-ray? Maybe you could post it up. On yeah, the that's pretty gnarly break. Yeah, but uh, I have a, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow and uh, going to get it fixed, hopefully tomorrow. So, um, yep, hopefully, you know, it'll be a quick one like my thumb was and uh, we'll be back. Oh, as soon the as tone possible. has changed. That will be. Yeah, the tone has changed. What's that? The tone has changed. You, you sent us a picture of the broken bone and you wrote, I'm retired. <laughs> No, I didn't say I was. I said it might be my last Supercross. I mean, we still got a long summer to go. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I was. Um, I threw my hands up. I, I didn't really know the timeline. I didn't really know how many races were left. I mean, hell, Nashville's like six weeks away. So like, it ain't gonna take freaking six weeks. It may take four, but um, it is a sensitive area. I'm gonna have to run some handguards for a while. But um, it just sucks, man. It does. Like, it's it's. It's terrible. I don't know what it is, what I need to change, like my perspective on things, because perspective is a pretty powerful thing. Uh, you know, I've been going into the, these races, like thinking that, that I have to do something, I have to make something happen. Um, I don't know. I feel like 
my mentality is doing it for some of the wrong reasons. And maybe I need to change that. Maybe, uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's just shitty luck. Uh, whatever it is, it just, it's terrible. This year's, the last two years, it's just been, been tough. But what do you do, right? Everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> you know I mean? It's, yeah, like I said, it's tough. We'll get it fixed tomorrow and we'll go from there. Anton, did you see it happen or did you see him shortly thereafter? Uh, I was on the track for that practice session and I saw him come around. Like I saw, I saw him for a split second and then I was waiting for him to come back by the finish line area and then he just never came back by. And then uh, I saw his lap time just keep getting registered that he did like a 157 and I thought the bike broke. And I was like, well, you know, shit happens. Like maybe he's up in the mechanics area or something like that. Like he'll probably come out for the next one. And I wasn't going to bother him for a minute. And then the text came about the time that I was going to text him to figure out what was going on. And I was just like, oh no, you know, I didn't see it happen. I just noticed that he was on the track for a split second and then wasn't there the rest of the afternoon. But mm. so I'm on the starting line for the heat race. So that was good. <laughs> so what's, what's the rule area? You have to like start the race. You have to complete one lap, or yeah, just... it, it's yeah. There wasn't even fucking forty people there. It's yeah, I don't know. You have to start the race. I don't know. It's it sucks, right? Like it's like doing that, like just rolling off the gate and not trying. It it, it sucks so bad. It's almost fucking embarrassing. Like uh, like I'll say it. Like it's embarrassing, just like rolling off to the gate just to get your money and going back to the truck. Uh, I hate doing it, but I mean, hell, I mean, it's like what 1200 bucks or something i don't know however much like the purse is and uh like to break even you know like with travel being so much this year it's like it sucks that you got to do it but i don't know what it does to your like mentality just like going down there after like something like that happens throughout the day and just like yeah i'm just gonna go roll around a lap everyone's like oh what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong like yeah it just sucks like it it's terrible hmm yeah it's like right. it's almost like like showing up to Kihi or what, what's that place lacr don it's like showing up to lacr and just knowing that scrub daddy's just gonna whoop up on you <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it yeah that's <laughs> happened before <laughs> we were in the photo den we were in the photo den before the lcq and uh ryan swanberg was gonna run down to get photos of you um for o'neill and i was like hey or hjc and i was like hey man i don't know don't be expecting a lot. Like you might want to get that start photo when he goes over the gate, but that's going to be about it. Cause he's not going for like the win out there. And they're like, why, what happened? And I'm like, he has a broken finger. And they're like, Oh, they never told us that. I was like, I don't think they know. I think this like just <laughs> happened. So they were expecting to get like a full catalog shoot of you in that moto. Ooh, is it okay? So oh, is it your finger, it's the back of your hand, correct? No, it's like, it's in front of the knuckle. Yeah. Oh, finger, yeah. finger. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, Middle? finger, finger, like in front of the knuckle, like I'm going to have an incision right where, where my ring's going to be sitting. So, oh, so yeah, it's your Sam's ring like, finger. You better get that thing fixed. Yeah, it's ring finger. Okay. Well, you don't need that for your clutch. <laughs> no. I, it, yeah, I guess you're right. Good thing it wasn't your clutch finger. It's true. Yeah, if it was my clutch finger, man, we'd be we'd be struggling a bit because I like, I like, I like using the clutch a lot. So, yeah. Okay, so what they're gonna put a screw in it or a plate and a couple screws? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. We'll see whenever we get to the to the doctor tomorrow. Um, 
yeah, I, I sent him a text, sent him the x-rays and everything uh, Saturday. And, and yesterday we talked a little bit. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure he has a plan. But, yeah, I don't know. I might be awake for this one tomorrow. I hope not. I hope they – because I didn't really like the one being awake. I, I'd rather be put to sleep. Mm-hmm. So Is it the same hand? No, it's the left No, hand. it's a different hand. It's the mm-hmm. other side. Hey, Ray, what's the uh, – when you go to the Alpine Stars rig and they do the x-rays and, you know, you got to go see a specialist, like what's the chain of events from there? Um, how do they give you that, that like, that x-ray and, and your medical record and all that stuff that's on there for you to share with your own doctors? I mean, I mean, it's pretty much like – I mean, it's a photo of me, right? So, like, I can, I can take an iPhone photo. Um, now, like, they're weird about people, like, walking in um to the thing while like x-rays are happening and and stuff like that like i would say like an average joe like walking in and like seeing x-rays like they're like hey and all that like that doesn't work because you know obviously because it's all personal information right um but yeah i mean if it's a if it's an x-ray photo of me i'm able to take the photo and uh they uh the people in there you know they're surgeons uh like dr ryman he's an ex-surgeon uh uh, what's the other doctor's name um bodner that does it uh uh well yeah bodner and then uh there's another one too uh who's done a couple surgeries on me they're like oh yeah so pretty much you're gonna have to get this fixed you're gonna have to have surgery they're gonna have to straighten it out blah 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 blah, blah. so they'll give me um like, like some advice that they think that you know is is best and then, you know, it's up to me to either follow up with them, like whatever I get back to California or, or choose my own doctor. Uh, yeah, pretty much how, how it goes from there. So like I was able to take like a, like a photo with my phone of the x-rays and send it to my doctor to, to sort of uh, see what next steps I could, I could take. Yeah. And the, and the break's obviously big enough that they don't need the real x-ray. I mean, you could see it on there. Yeah. You know, and, and some, uh, they took different angles, which I, I didn't take pictures of other angles, but like, I think my surgeon, he's going to take some more, uh, x-rays tomorrow whenever I get there, just because, uh, you know, just for his records and then maybe different angles and everything, just so he's not going in blind. Hmm. Damn. Well, good luck with your surgery. Sorry. Sorry that happened. Yeah, no, it sucks. I actually had a good feeling about this weekend. I was like, ah good shit no i mean i did too like i mean press day went good on friday um i liked the track the track you know it 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 was decent um first time pro first time qualifying like it was okay like the whoops were big um i really didn't have many issues on the track uh time qual or the first free practice i was like 14th overall and then that first time practice uh yeah i mean i was i was just gonna do like i did in the free practice just sort of like not really just put down a couple heaters and roll around like I have been. I was going to try and like use it as like a training session or in like a moto. It just bit me. It sucks. I didn't even crash, which is, yeah, I don't know. It makes it even worse almost. Hmm. Hey, so that track, it looked like it was holding up really nicely. Like it didn't, I mean, it obviously got some crazy ruts. Nothing like last weekend though. Yeah. But, uh, in practice, like the, uh, the straightaways after like the whoops, like those 90 degree turns, those though, like that straightaway got super, super slick in practice. I don't know how it was in the night show, but uh, there was that one spot, that single over table three uh, that got rutted in practice. But, uh, but once that got rutted, they started going like the bounce over and then quad three into the turn, uh, which was a super cool line. 
uh yeah i mean but the track like it held up nice um they didn't have a third practice for 450 class so i think that gave them a little bit of extra time to work on the track throughout the day um the whoops were ridiculously big in practice i think a lot of people uh, struggled in them and they were still like they i think they they said that they didn't but they for sure cut them down for the night show and people were still having issues uh we had a lot of crashes in the in the whoops uh throughout the night it was it was pretty tough track although like the layout was basic there was some some areas i felt like that were pretty tough hey when you have a, a whoop section like that that's already challenging and then you have like a relatively flat 90 right after versus maybe a, a, a 180 does that make things even sketchier yes and no um they made that turn pretty wide uh so that was that was good but anton can attest to this like the inside of that turn after the whoops was super super slick in practice mm -hmm. like it was ice mm -hmm. in the inside of it so people were trying to like skim the whoops and get to the inside and, and uh shorten up the track but it just wasn't working. It was way better to just hit the Berman rail around the outside there. Um, but like a lot of guys were like, I think AC, he was working that jump line all day, even in practice. Uh, and then, yeah, like there was a lot of guys losing the front end after the whoops. That dirt had been um, inside for Monster Jam. So we had known that it wasn't going to be as soft as what it was for Indy. But then even we've seen last year just how crazy it was for so many people to crash with how slick and deceiving it is to a race point especially when they did all those switchbacks back and forth over the start straight away that stuff was pretty glassy you know that wasn't like real nice bitch and loam and there was no real rutting up or anything like that there you just had to have full throttle control but then the two berms that were before it the two big um 180s guys were just laying into those they look so prime because it was this nice like loose dirt so they could gas it but then you know, you get back on the straightaway and not want to have it fully break loose. And then that 90 after the whoops, where it was slick on the outside or on the inside, the outside rut or the outside berm was a curb. You know, you'd hit that and then just like bang off of it or jump off of it. So it was a pretty good track. It was interesting to watch them uh, freshen it up on Friday after media day was all the way complete because they soaked it down really well and then just took the tractors and tracked over it and loosened everything up. So it didn't get as concrete as it could have. But uh, it was definitely slick under there. It's really deceiving. Hey, Anton, have you been to a uh, <clears throat> a flat track mile event before? No. Okay, I so, want to, but I haven't yet. Okay, so when I covered flat track, the mile is the most exciting race because of the drafting and there's so many lead changes. And when I work for cyclists, you know, I have to keep track of the passes and all that. And miles were... <clears throat> Miles were just ridiculous. Like, there's there's good passing in short tracks and stuff, but not that many and half miles, so so. But, dude, I felt like I was watching a mile flat track. Yeah, the first like ten minutes were insane. You know, like aside mm -hmm. from Plessinger checking out, the the changes in the top two seven. through six, six, yeah. six seven was just insane. Was it just? It had to just been making your head spin because you're on the ground shooting it. You know, it's like. You don't know what's going on when you're on the floor. Like watching AP take off was awesome because you're like, these guys are going to stay busy enough that he's going to check out. Like he's mm -hmm. going to go because he's going to have fully clean air. There's nobody around to battle him. He's not going to have lap traffic for a while. And then how intense it was between everybody. If one guy made a move on someone, three more guys were ready to pounce right away. I mean, you saw it happen to Eli. They did it to Cooper too. But then to watch all of that, yeah, there was a minute where I'm like, 
man, how, how is this one going to go? Like, we're going to get a completely different podium than I thought we were going to get. I thought it was going to be three different guys, uh, maybe not the three that it has been so much this season. Because there for a while, I'm like, all right, Barsha's going to get it. Cooper's going to get on it. Eli looked like he was not going to get on it at yeah. one point in time. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be a big loss of points for him that night. So to see him come around the way that he did was pretty impressive. Because there for a while, I was like, wow, this is going to get really, really weird when the checkered flag falls and they have to start tallying everything up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Eli got into second relatively early on, right? Like within the top first five laps, six laps. But when he yeah. got in, when he got in second, I was like, "Oh yeah, ET's e mm -hmm. back." You know that he's back in his form, and he's gonna throw a line out and reel in Plessinger. And then the next thing I know, he's like, "Boom, boom, boom!" Gets shuffled back to like fifth. And I was like, "Oh wow, this is crazy!" And you know, I was writing the race report. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I just <laughs> yeah. kept, I kept like backspacing, you know, and deleting <laughs> stuff. And it, it was just, it was incredible. Yeah. And then, and then also to see Barsha so intense. Mm -hmm. in making passes and get, catching up and then just kind of got shuffled back towards the end of the race. Do you, what, what do you guys think happened to Barsha? Did he just get dealt bad hands or did he poop out? I don't know. I mean, he's obviously one of the, the most fit guys, right? But it almost kind of looked like he blew his load a little early and just put up the sale. Well, Chase was making, Chase was pretty far back. Like, right. He was to like rewatch eighth to rewatch that again and see how much ground that he would make up. And he made, I think it was at least two passes, Ken and Adam, mm -hmm. maybe three in the exact same spot. He knew where to mark him at. He made up so much ground so fast. And I think that the Dean situation, which is what allowed Chase to break away, caught a bunch of guys up and then that bottled them up even more. And then how they played out from there kind of, changed everything. I think Adam, we got to mention this too, him being second in that first little bit, leading a lap there. Um, I think that also added a lot of variety to that pack because it allowed Aaron to take off, but then he was fast enough to keep all of those guys behind him for that long and keep them all jumbled up too. Mm -hmm. Like that was a perfect scenario of all the top guys getting right there and showing how important clear track is right now. Um, Aaron, did you watch from the be a little bit better with the, with the way, uh, what'd you say? Did no, you I'm watch sorry. from the stand or did you leave? I did. I watched from the stand. Yeah. It was crazy, right? Yeah. Just what was going on? Dude, it, it was nuts. There was, there was so many, it was just like passes everywhere. It seemed like, uh, I thought Anderson was going to be a little bit better with the way the track was a little bit slicker. Um, you know, AP, he just, it seemed like he got out front and he just sprinted. And dude, he was, his lap times were so like, like his laps were just so clean, right? Like he wasn't making a wrong move. He was doing something a little bit different over the dragons back where he was like kind of wheelie in the first two and then skimming the next two to where guys were going like double, double. And they were having a little bit of issues with that. And he was making up time there. Uh, his, his whoops like were, they weren't fast, but they were consistent. Um, you know, I, yeah, I didn't know anything about this Eli Tomac uh, neck thing that was going on in Indy. Um, I heard about it in the press conference this weekend. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was like something that was an issue or if he's just not feeling super comfortable still on the bike, um, which is weird, right? You would think that like he would get more comfortable on the bike with um, hard packs as the season progresses, but mm. uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of backwards that way, right? 
Or you would think the neck would loosen up as the day went on, right? I don't know. I, I asked him like if I've had that issue factor. too, to where like I've I've slept the wrong way and and I've had like a like a neck thing like in between my shoulder blades or something like that. I've had I've had that before. Yeah. Like I hate to go starting theories or anything like that, but I mean, what happens if those all boils back down to Anaheim too and him going like end over end off that rhythm section because he definitely smoked his head on that one. Yeah. You know, yeah. and hasn't really. I mean, he's been good since then. But, I mean, that's the biggest crash that we've seen Eli have for quite some time, and who knows if that's just kind of leading into some other issues that are going on there. I agree with A-Ray, too. I would think that by now they'd be better with the bike. Um, he's really, really good at Detroit. Like They haven't had that many races at that stadium. Um, only, I think it's nine, and he's won four of those main events. Mm. And then even from free practice on, he was the fastest guy on Saturday morning, yeah. and it looked like he was just going to rip into it. And then just once the main got going, he was in a good position, but just didn't get to uh, ever show the speed that he had. Like, AP was gone. There was no catching Aaron. Chase was going to be the only guy to do it because he has the most raw speed out of anybody right now. Yeah. So, uh, with AP... And there for a bit, like, that last five minutes, like... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Delays fucking with me. <laughs> well, even in that last five minutes, um, you know, like, I was watching the, the lap chart there, uh, Sexton was was catching um, AP there. Like, I mean, I think one sec, one lap, it was two seconds. It ca- he caught him, and then AP sort of seen that because he had a gauge. Whenever I was watching in the stands, it seemed like after the whoops, you hit that ninety, and then that one eighty, he would, he would go back towards the whoops, and he would see Sexton exiting the whoops. And then whenever Sexton made that big push and gained that two seconds, he seen that, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go." And uh, and then yeah, like I mean, he he sort of pulled it back out. Um, you know, Sexton had a bad lap with lappers. I think they were going like tit for tat with like their lapper luck, I would say. Um, and then, yeah, like, I don't know. It just, it sucks, man. I feel for AP. He was riding so damn good. He was riding so like, dude, he was going so fast and it was like effortless for him. Yeah. And then just that one little hiccup there. Anton, I don't know, like if you watched back, um, do you think that it was like sort of lapper induced, right? Like, he was super close to, I think it was Hill mm-hmm. right there. Do you think it was like he wanted to hit it standing up to give himself a little bit more room? Because it was pretty tight right there. Yeah, it was something for him to change it up on two laps to go with everything that was going on. I mean, you don't think anybody would ever make that big of a decision where it would have that big of an impact on it. Um, even in the interview that he did after with JT on TV, like you can tell that he's just still trying to be like, yo, what, what just happened? Yeah. Um, even to watch... Like, I didn't see the actual crash. I just, again, heard just this massive groan from the crowd. And then you look up and you see all the steam happen. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell just happened? And then he's just mangled. You know, mm-hmm. the bike's mangled and it's smoking. And he's got no visor. And then he kind of he goes through the bike. I don't know if they show it on TV or not. But he gets over by the dragon's back and then just lets it go. And then rolled around on the ground again. And then was with the Alpine Stars guys. And then got back up and then did cross the finish line. But like I don't know what made him stop like that. He had to have rung his bell a bit. Like that one definitely took it out of him there. I mean, yeah, if you He smoked his head. Yeah, if yeah. you watch the Yeah, like I mean it's like the neck broke his fall almost right there. Yeah. It's like Dude, he did like a full on front flip and you watch like he full on does like a front flip tuck and then lands on the back of his neck. Yeah. And anytime you do that, anytime you land like that, whenever you just pin the bike off of like a, the step off, he pinned it with like no feet on the pegs, 
and he like Superman front flipped. I don't know, man. That that had to hurt, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know if he's riding today. He's going to be pretty sore. I feel like for a couple of days there. Um, do you think like this is a a bit of a missed opportunity for him though? Like, do you think we see him like? I mean, I see him on the podium at you know in a couple races at the by the end of the year, but do we see a win out of him? You think? So I was thinking this like as all of that happened. Um, you know, we all know Aaron how fast Aaron is, and like he's. This isn't the first time in his 450 career alone that he's been building and building and is like right on the cusp of doing something great. And then he crashes and it, and it goes away and you're like, man, when's he going to get this chance again? And he always gets it again. You know, if you look at it, the Yamaha years, he was just trying to get on the podium and then got hurt at Daytona and then comes back. And then that last summer with Star where he was battling Kenny for Moto yeah. wins at Unadilla and then the looped out. out. Like, yeah. He's right there. Uh, and this was like the best opportunity he was ever going to have. And I agree with you, A-Ray, that when he rode by um, after he crossed the finish line, you know, I put my camera down and just clapped for him because that was his race to win. Yeah. You know, I, I think everybody feels that way. Um, and I the first thought I had was like, fuck, what if he doesn't get this chance again? Like, what if that's like once in a yeah. lifetime deal? But I think he's gonna. I mean, yeah. dude, honestly, even at the end of this year with these super motocross races that are coming up, if they're pretty fast and flowing and he's got some good confidence – he might have just shown that he can be a factor because there was no touching him. He had the yeah. fastest well, lap of the main event. He was checking out. He's definitely going to have that confidence now to know that he can do it if everything lines up. And yeah, he I would say leading before. leading 24 laps or yeah. whatever, that's a confidence builder. You know, it's just mm-hmm. – it, it was like when it was going down, I was – I had already typed the sentence, you know, and I was like, yes. I And just – for it to happen right at the end like that was so unbelievable, but mm-hmm. it was not an unfamiliar scenario this year, at least, right? Because yeah. it's happened to Sexton a couple times. Yeah. But it was just like, wow. And I wonder if Chase hurt, he obviously heard the crowd, right? Because it had to be deafening, the big groan. But if he saw Aaron down or like. I think, I bet Chase saw it because where he was. He was already yeah. Like, Chase was pretty close right there. Yeah, like yeah. he had to have seen him flaying, flailing off to the right, right? Something he yeah. had to have seen something because he was probably coming into that turn or yep. doing the last of that rhythm right yeah. as you go see Aaron do a nine o'clock Mac. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the big thing is though that obviously that was we talked about it, that was a hard hard hit, and if he's really okay, I mean you you've said it a lot like you you almost have these moments when you're building your speed and stuff where you guys get hurt over and over again. And that's been Aaron's thing, right? Like he's, he's built to these points and then something bites him in the ass. Right. So hopefully he's okay. He sees he has a speed now and he and can off continue that. to level off. Right. Yeah. I think even just as important as any of this goes, he just showed he can do it. Yeah. Aaron just bought himself another two year contract anywhere in the pits right now. <laughs> yeah. That's 100%. what I was going to say. Cause yeah. like, He's one of the he's one of the guys whose contract is up. Does this does a ride like this, although he didn't get the win, did to build his uh like his stock? Mm-hmm. Add to of. Yeah. I mean shit. Yeah. I think honestly, and who knows if they do it or not, KTM ought to pay him that win bonus. I mean, he yeah. he did 100%. it. hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was right there. And uh yeah. I dude, it's just I, I feel like even if you go look at his comments, this is probably the biggest like crowd coming around like for everybody to be a psyched for kenny as they were last week i think just as many people are like in the lows right now for aaron yeah. because 
everybody wanted to see Aaron win that. Like we were mm-hmm. all looking forward to the podium interview. I couldn't wait to hear it. I couldn't wait to talk to him after the race because you knew it was coming. Like you knew this was going to be this big defining moment. And it's just going to get pushed on hold again, but he's going to be in a good place from here on after this. Yeah. My whole Twitter feed all Saturday night was poor AP, man. I feel for AP. Like it sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we wanted AP to win. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's terrible. I think that he will get another chance. I just, I just hope that, I just hope that he's okay. Right. Like, I mean, with, you know, with the crash he did have, I don't want him to, you know, rush anything. Right. Cause the thing was, it was pretty violent. Yeah. Of, not to keep like taking this over, but of all the people that it could be to have this moment happen, to crash like that, to give that interview, to have all of those people behind him. Like I watched a clip of a guy that filmed the whole 450 main event from the crowd just so I could see another perspective of it. Dude, all you hear the whole moto is the whole section around him going, go AP, go, every time they come around. So then for Aaron to have that moment, to crash like that, to show just the complete raw emotion of it, it couldn't be a better guy that has that because that's what we need to make Aaron get to that next level and be that personality that brings more people in. Like, I know we keep talking about growing the sport, but it's stuff like that with the right characters involved that are really going to help more people latch onto this and become bigger fans of what's going on every weekend. Yeah, totally. I mean, I follow some of the people I follow on Instagram, like have no clue what motocross is, right? At least from the outside looking in. And even those accounts were like posting like, Oh, I tuned into the race and I feel so bad. Like (laughs) just, uh, (laughs) dude, it was, it was gut wrenching watching Aaron, be interviewed you know and hear his voice crack and all that even before that when they're they're showing the video of him just crying in his helmet i'm like dude i'm about to tear up after the guy yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know he's got he's got some good things coming i'm sure Mm -hmm. so uh so chase sexton wins he inherits the win and he's ecstatic about it but then he is he allowed to keep the win but because he jumped on the the flags he's docked seven points right yeah why seven? Where how do they determine that number of points? And and is there so a precedent? This is this is actually a new rule. I, well, I don't know if it's a new rule. It's been I think newer, but it's about it's about newer. five years in and now. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a newer rule. So like pretty much, if you jump on a red cross, you're able to keep your same position, but you lose X amount of points, like seven points. Is, is seven the, right? the 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 standard? Like, what if you got? I think it's 16th and you didn't get seven points. You lose negative points. Yeah. I, I thought it was something like four or five points plus uh, the amount of positions they see you gained or something like that. You possibly gained from the incident. See, there was a lot of gray areas like yeah. in the years past, right? There was like seconds. There was uh, different points, losing positions, that type of stuff. Um, and from my understanding, Anton can, can really like, weigh in on this but like yeah I, I don't i don't really know like the points but i would say if it's for a win it's seven points i don't know yeah there is a there's an exact um punishment i'm trying to find it points breakdown yeah like a a points, points breakdown break like hey like certain position mm. yeah it, it's depending it's on like, be like a percentage well it's that and if you gained like gained position on it uh, i'm trying to find it in the ama rule book right now but it's a pretty big book so it's going to take a second didn't but, Chase um, get docked points <laughs> in the outdoors for a Red Cross incident? Too? Him, him and Ken did both, yeah. yeah okay. So, and he also, uh, purse yeah. deduction as well. So, loss of seven championship points and a third overall. 
So really what it breaks down to would be about um, the amount of points that he would have scored for two positions gained. Mm. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, for that one, um, and I mean, I'm sure you guys rewatched it. I didn't really know what was going on at the time. Like I, where I was standing in the track was that little cove uh, right before the finish line after they did the dragon's back. Mm -hmm. And I saw some flags and some lights, but the rider was already up. And so I didn't really see what happened. And then after the race was over, as soon as Chase goes over the finish line, he drops his bike and celebrates. Cooper comes over the finish line immediately after. And as soon as he rolls the turn afterwards, he's pointing at the team manager's tower and then pointing at Sexton. And then he does this. And then he points back over to where the double was. So Cooper knew everything that happened yeah. and knew that they were going to get him right away. Mm -hmm. uh, to see everything that Chase had said there, everybody behind him rolled that. I think the only thing that maybe could have screwed him up was Josh Cartwright was the lapper in front of him. And Cartwright didn't roll the double. He just kind of popped over it. He didn't jump it all the way, but he kind of might have hit it fast enough for Chase to be like, well, I'm past the incident. I can gas it now because Dean was facing the other way and going again. But because everything was there, it's completely inexcusable. Like, yeah, can't do it. And everybody it. else behind him rolled it too. So he has no real justification for it. But yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty bad one because there for a minute after he won and before we all knew how many points were going to break down, this was back into close to single digits. I think maybe ten, and now it's wide open again. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, because like the the main deal was like the the lights were still flashing, right? So they had the red cross flag, and he felt like he had passed the incident, so he was able to jump. But the the lights on the jump are still flashing. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, in his mind, he's like, well, I passed the incident. Like, I can do the jump. But if the lights are still flashing, it doesn't really matter, right? There could still be someone laying in the turner at the, the landing of the jump. So that's that's where I feel like that. He's like, hey, man, like, if it's, if it's flashing, just don't do the jump. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ray, how much can you see those lights, like, in the moment like that? Um, I would say that one would be pretty tough because you have that double right before it. I, I'm going to be honest, like, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been, I probably wouldn't have seen them. But whenever I seen the red cross flag over that jump, I would have looked at the at the lights to see if mm -hmm. they were flashing. Because there's more it lights than ever right now. coming out of a 90 degree turn. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been tough, like, coming out of a 90-degree turn with that double the way it was uh, before the big triple-double, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, yeah, if I had seen, like, a red cross, I'd have been looking for the lights to see if they were flashing over that one jump. Because mm -hmm. that, that was a pretty big, big double. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hell, the fact that he rolled before that and then still gassed it, I mean, that shows how badass those factory 450s <laughs> <Yeah>. are. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. off-subject, but speaking of flashing lights... What happened to the uh, fork lights on the leader? Remember when Nicoletti was leading that race? And... Yeah, they haven't done it since, I don't think. They've tried it. No, they did try it at um, Arlington, Tampa. wasn't it? Tampa. Tampa. Mm. Yeah, but nobody's uh, been in the lead yeah, since then. They had some on my bike. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they came hey, how... over and put some on my bike for Tampa, but yeah, never. So never how did. much extra wiring does that take for them to put that on there? They were over there for a good bit. Like it, it took quite a bit of time. Um, you know, like it's like two little string lights on each of the fork. And then I guess it, it runs up behind the uh, front number plate. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I think a lot of teams are maybe 
maybe, maybe the factory teams are worried about different frequencies, maybe interfering with maybe ECU or, or, or anything like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I, I don't know what happened to it. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, Anton, did you talk to, uh, Pelletier this weekend about the, the new device that they got to measure swing arms? I talked to Thule. Um, so it's a metal thickness okay. de- uh, detect- detection device. So they're trying to compare factory swing arms to privateer swing arms, and then a couple swing arms from different bikes that they have on the truck that are stock. And so basically it's an ultrasound machine that tells you how thick the metal is at a certain point. And a swing arm is something yeah, you're not J-Bone allowed to change, right? JGR? Um, I, Thule didn't tell me that exactly. He's just like, yeah, we just got it. Uh, I'm going to talk to Pelletier more about it uh, in this coming week because there's a couple other things about what they all have that I want to learn more about so people know more about it. But yeah, this thing was cool when Thule's like, yeah, we've wanted to do it for a while. We brought it this weekend and, and put it to use. But uh, Anton, a swing arm is something you're not allowed to change, correct? Just like the... No, I believe you can because there, Yam- there was Yamaha stuff. Or was it? Yamaha stuff a couple years ago where they were adding more to it. You just can't no, you take can't away lighten it, right? You can't lighten it. Yeah, but you can make it more rigid and you can add more to it. What team was that a couple years ago that was doing additional welds to like thicken them up? Because more, when I say it was a Yamaha team, it was more stability on the rear. Mm. Hmm. So like, could you take material away to line up one part, but if you put a ballast elsewhere, so the overall weight is more, is that legal? I don't think you can take to... material away. Period. I don't think, yeah, you can take material I feel material like it was away. JGR. I yeah. want to say it was JGR, right? I think it was JGR. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was because they been. sold those swing arms. They sold them through the online shop. Oh, yeah. I remember when they went out of business, they were on, like, clearance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. It, it's funny that they're, like, investing in, like, this stuff to, I mean, maybe not investing, right? Like, it's probably, like, a J-Bone deal, but, like, can't do anything about live timing. <laughs> Yeah, it was messed up again in qualifying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Said I was sixth in the LCQ and I didn't even start the damn thing. <laughs> um, okay, so aside from the podium, we talked about, I mean, Eli seemed like he was really irritated talking about his neck. Yeah. Because in, uh, in the press conference, I said, well, what kind of percentage are you at tonight? And he's like, oh, I'm done talking about my neck. <laughs> yeah, I heard him say are, that. Are we starting to are we starting to see Eli a little bit more closed off uh middleway through the season with with like the struggles he's having? Like usually whenever I mean ever since he moved to this Yamaha team, he's been pretty open with the media, right? And I feel like with these struggles the past couple of weeks, he's started to close up a bit. He said something to Lewis from Vital. Uh Lewis posed him this question. He's like, you know, I did this interview with Ricky and Ricky said that when he was in these title fights, he had zero enjoyment in it. It was just stressful and he just didn't enjoy any minute of it. And he was like, well, Do you feel the same? And Eli like took a second. He's like, Yeah, this is not fun at all. So I think that he's back into that this is real intense and this isn't gonna be as easy as I thought it was. And even at certain points on Saturday, I'm kind of starting to have like this might be it. Like as yeah. much as I was really thinking he might do next year, as much as I personally want to see him do next year to see him race jet in a supercross season and all these other people with the change that could happen this off season. Um, not really sure how much that's going to happen yeah. some weekends. Hell, you know I've what I mean, been, I think like this summer's it. I've been even been, been kind of like, man, I wonder if he regrets 
It seems like since he announced this outdoor thing, it's just kind of been eh. <laughs> You're going to get a press release. Yeah, it's just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I didn't get a chance to check out how was your weekend, but did you get any FaceTime with uh, Coop or Sexton or Eli? I got Sexton, but Cooper, Eli, and Hayden Deegan all bounced pretty quick. Yeah. Um, they didn't even come by the scrum. Chase is good. Chase always comes by and does as much interview stuff as he can. Mm-hmm. I think with Cooper and Eli, they were both just kind of over it. They were done after that race was over. Because um, A-Ray can attest to this. They were smoked. You know, They were pretty hot uh, after the race was over and covered in sweat. But on the floor with the tunnel open like that, it's probably like 40 degrees. So I think they just wanted to get back to the truck and get out of there. Yeah. Pretty miserable. Um, what else in the 450 class? Like for Kenny to win one weekend and struggle the next, that was kind of uh, – Especially, I thought maybe he'd be on some big confidence and momentum. Well, no, like – I mean, he was good and he was good in qualifying. Like his yeah. speed was there, I feel like, all day. Uh, I just think that he struggled a bit off the start and he struggled a bit to get going in the main event. Like he was just – like there was that front group and then – there was like a little bit of a gap and then there was like AC and Kenny, but then AC crashed and sort of Kenny, I feel like was just riding by himself. Yeah. To be fair though, I feel like, I feel like before last weekend that was Kenny all year. Like he's just been right behind that front group. Right. I I, I mean, you, you're right though. He was, he was really fast in qualifying. I mean, he was almost had Sexton's lap time. Right. And we haven't Mm -hmm. seen anyone even Mm -hmm. come close to it in the last couple of weeks. So I don't know. I was kind of disappointed. Like, especially after qualifying, I thought he would be up there more. He was at the tail end of that freight train. Um, and then when Chase made that move on him, he was the first guy I saw pick somebody off in that 180 before the really long rhythm. And then after he made that move, he just lost a little bit of ground and just never was able to rebuild it back. Mm-hmm. Those guys pulled away. But he was at he was a part of that freight train there for a minute and looked like he could make it exciting. But yeah, just never caught. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see the interview his dad did with the German website? No. I did not know. Oh, you might want to go look at this one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Ooh. It's pretty good. It's is very, it, very Papa. Is it's very subtitles? Papa. Yeah, there is subtitles okay. to it. Um, he doesn't say anything bad about Hep or anything like that, but he's not really too psyched on Factory Honda. Um, oh. Just kind of goes through the whole same thing of like, you know, Ken wants to do this stuff and he wasn't able to, and they weren't able to find the bike that was there. And then he was pretty uh, complimentary of the Lawrence family. Cause everybody that knows, you know, Darren and the boys spent a lot of time in Germany riding at Ken's place. So he's helped them out a lot. And he was pretty impressed with how much they've been able to take over at factory Honda. Uh, but didn't think that his kid had the same thing and said that uh, when he sees that Ken's not at the top of the timesheets every weekend, he knows that something's wrong and uh, he's just trying to figure it out. But it's a pretty good interview. Like to hear a father, from so far away say that stuff and even some of the stuff he says about ken himself was pretty interesting but it's a good interview it's nothing terrible but it's interesting for sure yeah. is it what moto x uh, i'll find it and send it to you okay um christian craig got his best race of the season yeah sixth right i think so yeah it's good I, to see. I text him i was like hey good job and he's like bah. yeah still not happy yeah yeah so i mean anderson's crash kind of looked it looked pretty uh brutal for for what it was i mean he didn't look like he was too thrilled to go down again and he was pretty slow to get up yeah i don't know yeah it was a full no footer those last couple whoops and then right into that dry slick spot yeah okay the uh yeah the chase and don uh agree disagree 
Oh, Tomex kit. Okay. When Chase wears the all blue A Stars kit on the Honda, I don't like it. But yeah. I thought it looked sweet on Tomac. <laughs> it looked like a Smurf just racing out there. I just I don't like the all one color. I don't know. No, it just looks like a onesie. Looks yeah, like I know, but it looks it looked good on a Yamaha, like yeah, all yeah. blue, blue crew, right? <laughs> yeah. How did it look in person? Good. Those blue boots are good. I really like those blue boots. And then uh, I think even the number one plate with it being white like that kind of set everything off a little bit better too. Mm-hmm. I thought Chase's kit was cool. Yeah. That stuff I'm not cool. big on like red, white, and blue stuff like that all the time, but that one looked good. Yeah, the mm-hmm. graphic's cool, yeah. I thought that Jason uh, could have wore the blue boots, and that would have looked pretty good too with the green bike, but he was wearing just regular white Tech 10s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, or do we need to address anything else in 450s? Um, I just wanted to – I don't know. Can you guys still see me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on like on Cooper Webb, right? Like he was, he was struggling all day. I feel like in the whoops and even in the main event. Uh, uh, I'm still on the Webb wagon, of course, as you guys know. Uh, but for him to pull out a second with a long set of whoops uh, being as big as they were, uh, and I, I watched the main event. Like he didn't really jump that much in the whoops at all. Like I think the only people that were jumping was AC and a couple guys in the in the back end of the main event. Um, but to see like sort of you know, like him get passed by, uh, you know, by Barsha, by Eli, and then and then sort of work his way back up and crawl his way back up to finish second. I feel like that was that was a that was a big win for for the Coop, you know, Web Wagon. Uh, that was a big win. So, and like like coming into the main event, I feel like his main objective is just to be in front of the number one, right? I mean, I I feel like that's got to be his goal this this whole time going out, right? Mm-hmm. yeah no on, he's on it and on that same note we got to give praise to, to ktm as a whole i mean dude a year ago everyone was so quick to like oh that bike looks horrible through the whoops and now ap and him look actually really good so mm-hmm. no one's really talking about it but hey they they, they got their work done it looks good mm-hmm. yeah okay i so agree with the point spread on. now is three or is it four three three so he gained two yeah okay at this point boom what's your hunch guys who comes out with the championship from this point on i'm with a ray webb and yeah i think cooper i've thought cooper for a while Mm -hmm. wow yeah you know i think i think it's all going according to plan right like i think like in webb's head like he wanted to have the red plate by indy and that's what he got and i think that now that he has it he's not going to let go like he's in a totally different headspace than eli is i feel like eli's a little bit flustered and it's sort of getting to him. And I think for Eli, that's not the face he needs to be putting on in front of Cooper. Like Cooper sees it. Yeah. And I feel like that's like blood in the water for him, right? Like Coop feeds on that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, he's just off of Sexton when Sexton jumps that over during the red flashing lights and slams on the brakes. And like Anton said, I mean, if you watch him go past the finish line in the air, he's pointing at the tower. Like he's so like, his head's pointed one direction, and that's the title. Like mm-hmm. that's all he cares about right now. He's on it. Yeah, I, everything that A Ray's saying is true. Like mm-hmm. there is no flustering him. There's no bullshitting him. When he walks into the stadium, he's on. Uh, even the passes that were made by him on him, and then by him to get back to where he was. Like Eli did hang him up there. Nothing dirty, 
but definitely took him as high as he could in that berm after they passed the mechanics area. And it wasn't like contact or anything, but it was just a good tactical pass. And uh, Cooper didn't let up after that. He just caught right back up and then just made his moves. You know, they're going to try everything they can at him, but he's going to do it again. I mean, he was second best guy there, no doubt, on Saturday night. Even though Chase got that win because he inherited it, I think that if the red light situation happens a little bit different. Cooper probably still could have pushed harder in those last three or four minutes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's take a, a quick break here from our sponsors. Back for more. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodcode.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike I spend plenty of time cross training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too. So give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, guys, 250 class, I think the highlight of the evening. And again, like in the press conference and I'm sure after the race, uh, everyone want to talk about the Deegan-Jordan Smith thing, right? But they were just kind of downplaying it or trying, to, trying not to bring so much attention to it. I was kind of surprised we didn't get a uh, thing in the press conference that said no Deegan uh, Smith questions. I think that came from one camp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got a big explanation about that this week. Oh, sweet. But yeah. uh, <laughs> So, I don't know. Did you guys watch the press conference video yet? I did mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. I did, yeah. It was crazy because Deegan's just like all, I wasn't paying attention. I don't know what it happened. It was almost Barsha-esque. Well, like, I think... Yeah, I mean, it was a bit cringe, but I think whenever he, whatever he means by like, I wasn't paying attention, he's just, he wasn't trying to pay attention to like what people were saying and what, what the effects of what happened in the heat race 
get to him for the main event, right? Yeah. He's like, that's what it, I, th- I feel like that's what he meant by I wasn't paying attention. Obviously, he was aware of the situation in the moment, mm-hmm. but afterwards, he kind of just brushed it off and he kept going, right? I like, I mean, some of the things he said in the press conference, I really like, right? He says, I want to win every race I'm in, whether it's a heat race or a main, right? right? So that's awesome because yeah. he's a racer. He's a racer. And and then uh, when Hunter Lawrence interrupted, but there was a journalist saying like, you're, uh, you're racing your teammate and there's no points to be earned in a heat race and you take him out of championship contention. And I loved when Deegan says, well, I'm in third in the points and he was in fifth, so he wasn't really in contention. But... I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there was some words back at the truck, but there had to be. But I, I don't know, dude. I like the kid. He rides hard. Do, do you, any of you guys think maybe he was like, "Oh, it's Jordan," like let's like have some fun, and then it just went too far, too quick, or something? No, like I, I mean, I there's there's different ways to look at it, right? Yeah, it's a team sport, but everyone hops on the bike and everyone is individual whenever they, whenever the gate drops, right. They they only pay bonuses for one guy. They only pay bonuses for, you know, the guy who wins the race. That's the only guy who's pretty much getting paid. Right. I mean, obviously like salary and shit, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, He's a kid. He wants to win. He's got a lot of enthusiasm on the bike and off the bike. Um, Yeah. I mean, if I were him, I would have maybe taken the, the press conference a little bit differently, but, I mean, I okay. So I don't like the like the cat and mouse stuff, like the stop and go, stop yeah. and go. Um, I had I was fine with like the the move after the whoops, mm-hmm. and then. Um, but if you go back and watch Supercross Live, has a video of the pass, the last one one eighty before the ninety where all this shit happened. Like it's like Jordan Smith stops, looks back, and then like goes to the outside and leaves the door completely open for Deegan to cut back underneath and make the pass back. Like, I mean, if Jordan Smith does exactly what Sexton does whenever he's defending off Barsha, that crash doesn't happen. Yeah. And Smith could have just rode on and won the heat race. But instead, if you go back and watch Jordan Smith, he looks back and then goes to the outside and leaves the inside completely open. Right. So like you, you can make, you can make a case for both guys. Like, Hey, like, yeah, Deegan was too aggressive. It was a heat race, all of that, 100%. But at the same time, you can't put all the blame on Hayden Deegan. No, yeah. You got to put a little bit on Jordan Smith because, for one, he left the door open on that last 180. And then, two, he came in way too hot in that 90 whenever he knew that Hayden Deegan's front wheel was in front of him. Yeah. The only confusing thing for me is it's not like this is the first time we've seen Hayden up front. Like, he's won a heat already. He's already got a podium. Mm-hmm. We've seen him make really clean good passes all season on jmart on guys like not even on his team like what was that about then like i just part of me wants to believe that he's just like hey let's have some fun with this and it just went way too far because he's been passing yeah and you gotta you gotta and... factor in too like this is the same layout as the goat as the goat farm like right. they, they ride yep. this layout freaking three times a week yeah you know and and they i would assume are hitting the close to the same lines as what they do during the week. So maybe he's like, okay, yeah, I mean, this is a good passing point. Um, but I think the cat and mouse stuff is a little too much, but I think Jordan Smith, 
kind of did it to himself in the in the lines that he took there. I I thought I mean, the first two, like sorry to cut you off, Avery. I thought like after they did the whoops, I was like, huh, okay, that was interesting. Like you know, that was a split second decision because Jordan was carrying so much speed through him. Like all right, well that, there you go there. And then the second one was like, okay, that's entertaining. <laughs> and then the third one and the last one, I'm like, yo, what's 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 going on? Like I don't get yeah. this. And then so like I haven't confirmed it because I haven't talked to anybody like within it, but I've heard that this isn't the first time that anything like this has happened. I guess these games do happen at the Star Trek every now and then, but uh, that's just like third or fourth hand information that I have right now. So I don't know like what was going on. And I agree with a Ray, like Jordan waits 15 seconds. He's going to pass him again at a certain yeah. point. Like you just exactly, showed him how yeah. fast you were in the whoops, give it 45 seconds and you're going to make that move again. Mm-hmm. But I think that even for Jordan, like, What's he to think that he's going to run into the back of the bike like that? Like, whoever thinks that, that you're going to get put in that 15 seconds of just chaos that happened from the whoops to the takeoff of that double. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what and do you think? Do you think his bike was messed up? Or do you think he uh, was just having meltdown and that's why he fell two more times? His bars were definitely I think, I the think end of it. a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, I think a little bit yeah, of both. I think a little bit of both. And then, dude, LCQ? Yeah, I don't. The, I, I can't believe he came back and almost made it. And then went to the outside. Went to the outside. Why didn't you just go inside and stuff the shit out of that guy? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think I think Chambers, he just had a good, like, defense there, right? But yeah. his last two laps of the LCQ were insane. <laughs> like, he three seconds so faster. Fast. Yeah. Legit three seconds faster. Yeah. We were watching it um, on the TV screen, but then I was watching live timing in the photo den before we went back out for the next race. It was unreal. Like he was considerably faster than everybody. And you're watching him just climb through everybody that was sitting around the TV is like, is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? But then that turn before the finish chambers had known that that inside line was there because that developed really, really well as the night went on. I was surprised that he went as outside as he did, but if chambers went to the inside, there was nowhere Jordan could have gone any tighter than that line. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, I'd say the main was boring. Yeah. I mean, Hunter just flawless out front. I, I enjoyed seeing uh, J-Mart win that heat after the, the star racing scuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked on the podium when he goes, I want to get a piece of that podium pie. <laughs> yeah, he's always got little, little things like that. Yeah. I'm kind of thankful for this star, this little drama in the heat, because let's be honest, that, that coast is kind of getting a little boring, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you kind of think that because Hunter's running away with it. Yeah. But then like Max DNF'd. Yeah, that's Nate true. got second. Hayden got third. The points from like second to fifth or sixth right yeah. now, it's really, really tight. And mm-hmm. there's still money to be made there and it's really some good guys that could happen. And there's enough racing. You know, I, I said this to Thrasher and Howard your week and I'm like, Hey, this is still a tight championship and I think he just meant between first and him. And really, I mean, like, second through six. This could still go a lot of different ways. And they have a while until they ride again. Anything could happen. You know, Hunter is gone, but one bad race or one bad weekend or whatever, this thing could still get pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of depth from, like, second to seventh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I want to say props to Chris Blows, too. I mean, hell, he got, he got fifth. Uh, him and Vial, they battled the whole main event. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like Vial would catch him 90% of the track and then they would get to the whoops and then Blows would just yard him through the whoops. 
And then Vial would just spend the rest of the time just trying to catch up, trying to catch up. And like, I feel like that was, that was just Chris Bliss's strong suit, right? Like, I mean, he had the whoops figured out to where Vial was struggling a bit. Um, but behind that, it was just like a knockdown drag out between Cody Shock and Cullen Park. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the whole Phoenix team, like they, they've yeah. seemed to have found themselves like on the, like in the main events, like that seven to 12 area, right? Like they just, they've been solid every weekend. Mm-hmm. KP won his arena cross championship this weekend too. Nice. Um, so yeah, they're doing really well. I agree with um, A-Ray on this. I think Colin Park's been doing really, really good. It's been good to see Cody Shock get back to what he needs to get to. Caden Braswell's figuring things out still. And then Jace Owen is like yeah. slept on a lot, but that is a solid top 10 dude year in and year out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, Blos yep. and Tom Vial thing. I don't think you could have found two more different riding styles to go up against <laughs> each other. Uh, but that was an entertaining race. I watched that one because that was all there was really to watch. Hey, so uh, what happened to Max? Did he crash out or is yeah, he crashed on the first lap? Crashed out. Yeah, <sighs> big rhythm. Big yeah, shifter like or something. He has right? somewhat of a bike issue, right? Yeah, yeah. something happened to the bike because he got up and he tried to do a lap and then he just pulled off. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a bummer, dude. He was second in the points a couple weeks ago. That sucks. Yeah, he looked like he was in a lot of pain there too, hey. Uh, what did yeah, he drop the, to in points? Fifth oof. or something? He's got to be like he's fifth. fifth or sixth, yeah. Yeah, he's fifth. Yeah, I, so, hope, I hope we see him on the podium with all the rest of the races. He's fun. Yeah, right? So right now, Thrasher is second with 116 points. Uh, Hayden is third with 111. Jeremy Martin is fourth with 109. Anstey is fifth with 104, and then Smith is sixth with 92. So, I mean, that's a pretty big gap back to Jordan. Yeah. But, I mean, second to fifth, that's that's dudes that are going to be on the podium every weekend from here on out. Yeah. And not a lot of points between them to make that happen, plus two showdowns where there's going to be a big mix-up on points, too. Yeah. When is the first showdown? Uh, East Rutherford. Oh, New Jersey. hmm Okay, so what do you guys think? Hunter second? Behind Jet or someone else going to get in there? Because we'll have Joe back by then, right? We'll have Carson. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I mean, is anyone going to be Jet? I bet they're pretty. I bet Hunter and Jet are pretty close. Think? I think they're pretty close. Yeah. Nah, I think Hunter's going <laughs> to. I think Jet's going to wax hard. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So. Uh, this weekend, looking looking towards Seattle, is where we get to see Mumpy make his debut. And uh, well, he'll be back, huh? He's gonna be back. Yeah, he's good. He okay. runs Instagram. He's racing this weekend. So, oh, wow. Um, I I can't wait to see Joe. Yeah, I know. A couple more weeks. But um, it's gonna be cold this weekend. Be is really it gonna be cold. raining or no? So there's um quarter of an inch on Wednesday, and it looks like a sixteenth, like. 0.16 or something like that of an inch on uh, Friday. So I'm got I'm doubting media day happens, but then the high is only like 47 or 49 on Saturday. Jeez. <clears throat> it's open air stadium, so it's going to be brisk. Well, yeah. Can see a lot yeah. of cold weather pickup kits. I might be yeah. having to wear one. Huh? <laughs> I might have to wear one. You, you, know, scarf, you know that? Like in in scarf and everything. Pacific Northwest, that that's like where the hoodie with your name and number was invented or something. Oh yeah. Everyone wears HyperX, bro. Huh? Hyper X. That was the that was the brand. Remember, they had all the the iron ons for your name and number mm-hmm. <laughs> with an I. Hyper with there. an I. <laughs> are you are you going to Seattle, Ray? 
I'm not. I need to cancel my flight Un- unless unless uh, you know Don Maeda needs me as a media media guy for the press conference. Yeah, um, I need to, to cancel again. my flight. We might need you to vlog because there's hey, going to be shit. Hey, people on the YouTube. I I was looking at the comments. People on the YouTube really liked it. Yeah, they're into it. They're into it. Yeah, I liked. Uh, I like a ray vision. I like the way <laughs> that uh, the writers interacted with you. It was nice. Yeah, it, I mean it's a little bit different, right? Cause, I mean I see them like every weekend. It's almost like a lot of people like they go to the Supercross races and they're like, oh man, like we're at Supercross. It's because like a normal fan usually goes to maybe one or two a year, right? Mm-hmm. But whenever you're racing the same people every weekend, you see the same people. It's it's almost like a like a local race, like a local series race for us pro guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean we see these guys every weekend and we build relationships or friendships, you know, just sort of seeing them every weekend like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, um, sorry to cut you off. I was gonna say, like, before we get too far off, that was a big crowd this weekend. I don't think they showed it. Uh, another race where there was a lot of Swap Moto Live fans, so that was cool again. Um, appreciate everybody watching all the content they got put out and everything like that too, because it's been cool to go to these races this year and see how many people are aware of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as I'm just walking around the cha- the track, they like yell it out. You know, I wouldn't think that it would be that way in Detroit, but yeah, they were into it. So it's been cool to see. And for what A-Ray's point is too, uh, it's fun to go to the races right now because everybody seems to be having a good time still. Uh, It hasn't gotten monotonous or anything like that, but I think everybody's really excited for that weekend off after Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, are we we still getting Coop in here next week? Supposed to be next Monday. A-Ray the host. Next Monday. Yeah, I need to, I need to be back. I need to be back in, uh, in California before next Monday, so mm. yeah. Maybe you gotta send the uh, checking in text. Hey, making sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and then also, also too, Don. We have two shows next week because we got to get you in for one as well. I want to. Yeah, I, I want to know the full history, full life of Don Maeda. No. We'll see. There's a lot, <laughs> there was a lot of comments. A lot of I've been. Hey, we've a lot been of comments. scheduling shows, and I've been like, hey, we can do that one, and he's just been like. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, dude, it's bullshit. Let's do it. All I right. want to know all about the three wheeler, all about like <laughs> <Three-wheeler>. everything. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So uh let's see. What did what did you do this weekend, Chase? It was my chick's birthday. So oh, you were hand holding on Saturday. Yeah, we went to a brewery on Saturday, and then yesterday I was uh nursing her all day. She had oh, hangover. Yeah, hangover, yeah. Hangover. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh Hey, Ray, have you ever ridden Barona Oaks down in Ramona, San Diego County? I have not, no, but I seen I seen Scrub Daddy was there the other day, right? Yeah, yeah, so Scrubby and I went Saturday. We went down there and... Uh, that track looks fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's, uh, for me, I think it's yeah. kind of like a once a year, twice a year thing. Like, <laughs> it's far, dude. It took me... Took Dahmer and I, I think, two and a half hours to get home because there was traffic. But uh, yeah, and then I was really bummed because we usually see Ron Lachine there. He wasn't there this weekend. I was gonna say he, him, and like uh, there's like a crew of guys I see there that ride there every weekend. It looks like yeah, but uh, yeah. So we rode Barona Saturday and then Sunday. Uh, I bitched out, dude. <laughs> we had Swap Motor Race Series El Dorado finale at Lake Elsinore. And I don't know, dude, I was because we had so much rain last week, right? I was like, man, you know, I was just thinking rutted jump faces. I was just picturing Indy or something, you know? 
And so uh, I just went and shot photos and video, and the track ended up being sweet. Oh, did it? Yeah, it was oh, cool. dry, hard packed by the last motos. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, they got a good turnout, like over 400 kids. Dude, the, the, the kid participation is off the hook. It's amazing. I, I feel really proud to be associated with that because we're – you know, giving kids a good place to race and have a good time. And so that in turn, I think, is growing the sport of racing and motocross. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, as I said, the series wrapped up. Our next uh, West Coast Open Series is kickoff is April 23rd at Lake Elsinore again. So mm. be riding there a bunch before then. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get an area out there to uh, break his finger in. Look at his face. Let's do it. <laughs> but um, I think what, that's am I it. Frozen? Huh? No, no, no. no you were you were just you was just the lag. Oh, but, dude, um, I always wanted to ride Verona. Ever since I saw motocross and the bit the bitchin' wallberms <laughs> that they had there, and then yeah. the rollers, I was like, dude, that track looks sick. And then all the years I lived there, we never went down there because it was off and on so much. It was yeah. like they closed during there, the sometimes. summer. They yeah. closed during the summer because it's too hot and hard to water it or something, but. Man, I have a lot of memories of Brown. I mean, that's the first place I interviewed Ryan Hughes when he was, uh, uh, I think he was still intermediate on Team Green. Um, that was the first place I ever seat bounced a jump. I was trying to do this double, and this pro guy said, I just got it sitting down. And I did, and after that, and it worked. <laughs> I seat bounced every jump on the track for like two months. <laughs> I'd like, come, <laughs> slam on the brakes, sit down. Bleep. But uh, first place I separated my shoulder ever yeah a lot of brona memories but uh i don't know you know we need to call about the uh the star racing drama is casey davis my nephew mm. because on tv dude he was following he got some tv <laughs> yeah he, he was on tv yeah i old. think rd knows rd knows he said it was a little hectic but he didn't really give me a lot of details and i wasn't gonna badger him because he was trying to work at the same time yeah but uh yeah he, he had to have caught something pretty good yeah yeah well uh shit i think with that uh we'll wrap up this week's kickstart podcast presented by pro Tabor. oh wait hmm. we were giving hey. something away last week oh yeah do you have your phone we gotta choose a winner we we're gonna give away w tire irons remember that see yeah hey chase i saw not to distract you but i saw your comments uh are we gonna buy that piece of norcal property yeah you did see that huh i did see that yeah maybe uh castile ranch i tagged humberto (laughs) (laughs) i was like who do i know ah humberto yeah what what was it like 486 acres yeah seven just a cool 7.3 mil 7.3 7.3 million. Yeah, it's got like three houses on it and stuff. For Dude, Cal- so Castile Ranch. Maybe we, maybe you can talk to Dave or get him on a podcast or something and talk about it because that's, I mean, that's pretty sad. I don't know if I know that area is pretty. Uh, my, I have family up there, and over the last ten years, they're they're really cracking down on the motocross stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Even Pismo Beach, I mean, it's it's like. A, a fifth of the size it used to be, right? So I, I wonder if something happened with the county not supporting the tracks anymore or, or what's going on. But And then on top of that, they struck oil on that property. Yeah. I mean, it's like the rich get richer. Yeah, right? But yeah, there's there's oil derricks all over Castillo Ranch. But, it was uh, uh, it's $1,800 a square, uh, square foot. 
is what that boiled down to. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, if I pull together my money, I could buy like one square foot of Castillo Ranch just yeah, to have right? as a memory, you know? Yeah. Ari, have you ever ridden at Castillo? Yeah. Uh, I rode the Supercross track. With like, I never rode the outdoor track. I sort yeah. of like cruised around it. Yeah, but um, I've been up there a few times, rode with Seven Deuce Deuce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Man, I've been... I've been there plenty shooting stuff like, you know, free ride videos and stuff. And what was the last intro we did there? The Cowie? That was my only time. Yeah, only trip I there. think so. Yeah. But uh, I think the funniest thing I remember is that, you know, the infamous ramp jump in that canyon. You go off the freestyle ramp and you have to whip the back end right hard and to land on this bank. And uh, I think Rich Taylor was there. And a bunch of guys are there, but Lance Corey was there with us. You know, X game gold medalist Lance Corey, and I was thrashing like, supply. I was like, "You better hit that jump," and he didn't want to do it. And I was making fun of him, and he did it, and he ate shit, knocked the one out of himself. I was like, <laughs> "Hey, did you shoot the Billy Leninovich cover off that, or did Garth?" Yeah, I did. Yeah, Ooh, I love that I cover. That cover Leninovich, oh, yeah. that was such 132. a one thirty-two. Yeah, red, black, white shift gear. Mm-hmm. What's, what's he up to? Uh, so uh, I don't know if you want to cut this out. Uh, that last week's podcast is not on the website. What? The last one is Daytona. There's no indie Kickstarter podcast on the website, so I don't know if you have comments. Really? That's what. Yeah. Oh, I screwed up. Okay then. <laughs> well, guys, last week was hectic, but okay. So we're carrying the uh, W Tyron giveaway. Um, we'll spice it up with a Swap Metal Live T-shirt. So be sure to include your T-shirt size on your comment. Uh, comment on the Kickstart Podcast from Detroit if you want to win a set of amazing WUSA tire irons, which also include wrench for the axle mm-hmm. and front axle and even the headset. And this weekend, I wanted to tighten the headset on my Yamaha, and I didn't have the wrenches with me because they're in the shop. <laughs> I was so pissed. They're good weapons. I remember my dad, someone turned our power off as a kid and my dad ran outside with the tire iron and chucked it through the rear window as they drove away. Really? Yeah. Oof. (laughs) Don't want to mess with Jeremy. (laughs) All right, guys. So thanks for listening and uh, we will talk to you next week. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.